Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Welcome to The Living Room. My name's Heather, and I'll be your host today. We're also joined by Jana, Jody, Paige, Michelle, and Nicole. And we're so glad that you're here. Today, we are actually talking about cell phones and how we can parent better with them. So here's kind of where we're coming from and why this matters so much. I'm going to read you some statistics, things like that, so you can get a feel for what cell phones are actually doing for our families. And I don't necessarily want us to be like so negative, more just understanding. Because the fact of the matter is technology and cell phones are not going anywhere. They're not. Mm -hmm. And we also know that complete deprivation tends to then turn into a really negative thing on the other end also. Mm -hmm. So there's this place where we've got Mm -hmm. to figure out how do we exist with phones, knowing full well that they're going to be here and probably just even more prevalent than they are now. And also recognize that in all honesty, research just keeps coming in that shows us they are really, really damaging to relationships. Mm-hmm. So we're going to figure out a little bit today kind of how we can navigate those things. So just a little bit of background and a little bit of research. Uh, a recent study discovered that 32% of children felt unimportant when their moms and dads were distracted by their phones. Right? The kids said they had to compete with technology for their parents' attention. Now here's the sad part. of mothers and fathers totally agreed with that observation. I was just going to say, I can tell you all the times my kids are like, you're not listening to me or you're not, you're supposed to be cuddling with me. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't even look. You're not even watching. Yeah. Like even when I'm in the bathroom, they're like, put your phone down, mom, and take me to school. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I hide it. (laughs) That was a few years ago. (laughs) This morning, just this morning. That's all. Okay, another one. 54% of kids think their parents spend too much time on their phones. 52% of moms and dads agreed with this. They're afraid they're constantly setting a bad example. So we're like right, excuse me, and that was 54 and 52. So see how close this is. We're not naive to it. We feel it. The tricky thing is we're not doing enough about it, right, that we just don't do anything about it. So essentially we're at this place where we have enough research that's come in for enough years that shows us the kids are more aggressive, they feel neglected, they're less resilient, they have poor attachment when parents are on phones too much. So none of that sounds super cool, right? That's not what I want my kids to to feel from me or that understanding from me. So my first question for you is, have you ever sensed that your cell phone was getting in the way of a relationship? Yep. Yes. Okay, when? Nicole, when? When do you know this is the case? Um, well, it goes all the way back to when I have, so my, my babies are seven now. So this goes back to when like they were in diapers or younger and I would use my phone to exit reality, mm-hmm. like Facebook. And it was new. Like I was, I had just had a smartphone, like that whole thing was new mm-hmm. and, um, I'm much better at it now, but it was a self healing not even not healing self-medicating process an escape yeah yeah Yeah. at that point yeah and it's different now but you do you can see how then you used it yeah so I used it for that purpose on purpose to like disengage from my kids now it's more 
just because I'm not doing it on purpose to disengage. It's just the email comes in or, you know, whatever it is that's causing it. Yeah, that's there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Michelle, you said yes to that also. Well, it's interesting because two big things came to mind. Number one, a conversation that my husband and I had about how even me checking my phone when we were on a date made him feel like I wasn't making him a, him a priority. And so now, and what's funny is I would, I felt like I was being present, but not present enough. So the perception Mm -hmm. of what somebody else Mm -hmm. says Mm -hmm. is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I, I will only answer my phone or look at my phone or respond to my phone. If it's my kids that are calling or the babysitter or whatever, when you're on a date, Um, when I'm on a date, Mm-hmm. But the second That's one good. is with I, your husband. With my husband. <laughs> <laughs> a date with Mary, your husband. With Mary date to yeah. husband date night. Legit kind. Um, the second one I was thinking of recently, like, I don't know if this is happening in your churches, but in my church um, women's meeting, they're now having people sit in a circle on the regular. Hmm. And I sometimes will take my phone and use scriptures on my phone or look at conference talks on my phone. And I found myself getting distracted because something would pop up, something Mm -hmm. from even something legitimate, quick, I would get distracted from that. And then now that I'm in the circle, I noticed that I noticed my phone, even using my phone for looking up the lesson was a distraction. And so I've switched back to paper at church Mm -hmm. because even if I'm legitimately looking at my phone, I'm still thinking phone things and Mm -hmm. I'm still seeing phone things. Mm -hmm. And so that has really changed how I participate in group settings. Um, to get away from digital things back into paper. Yeah, that you can see that. Mm -hmm. And that's totally true, right? Is that feeling where like something, a a notification pops up and even though you're right there doing what you intended to do on your phone, now you're like, well, I'll just check it really fast. Or I'll just go here really quick. Or even just clearing it, my mind is now distracted thinking about that thing instead of being focused. On what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, Paige, what do you think? Well, this is the conundrum in our life because I feel like I run my whole business off my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm in mm-hmm. the room with my kids. So I could be off at an office somewhere, nowhere even near them, but I'm working on my phone. So I often think, what are they translating right now? But I need to be working because that's part of our life. And so this is just, it's it's a constant thought in my head. So I work off my phone probably 90% of my life and then add in like Kindle or what I'm reading. And Mm -hmm. so I just think back, I'm wondering, I hear your stats and I totally agree with them. I see it, but I'm also wondering how hard we are on ourselves because I remember my mom reading for hours on the couch, you know, with a real book. That's true. And so it's just like, I just feel like, you know, those pictures where that people put out and everyone's on their phone. We'll look back in the 40s, everyone was a, had a newspaper in their hand. I don't know. I just feel like, are we being a little bit too hard on ourselves? Because everyone's that's always had something in their interesting. hand. Yeah. Days of our lives. Sure. Well, <laughs> the thing that yeah. pulled women away in the soap opera world. Well, and it gets tricky, right? Because that's absolutely. I mean, there's always a distraction if we want to let it be a distraction. Yeah. I think the tricky part with this one is what we're hearing from kids. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my mom, if she was reading, mm-hmm. and I don't remember feeling neglected in it mm-hmm. to the same degree that kids report feeling neglected as a result of technology. Yeah. Which could just be a sign of the times, too. No, it's I agree kind with of you. I try how... and tell my kids, I'm reading a book right now. I'm trying to get, yeah, I'm trying to label what I'm doing. So that I'm you doing. can make, they yeah. can understand yeah. it. And I also think it's okay to set boundaries. I think that one of the conversations I have had to have with my kids is about work time and home time. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I can say, hey, I'm, a, I'm sitting down here and I'm going to get some things done. I'm on my phone. I'm in the same room as you and you can ask me questions. And I can do Twitter parties and all kinds of things with conversations with my kids happening 
reading while I'm still doing things on my phone. But then there, there, I think the biggest challenge is when does that stop yeah. and when does yeah, the presence yeah. come in? Yeah, so yeah. if I can have those conversations and sometimes my kids will get frustrated and they're like, Oh yeah, this is work time. And then and other times I can put my phone away and make that separate. So I don't think it's as that bad that they see it all the time, mm -hmm. but just as much as that they see, understand the difference between those two times yeah. and that the work is important too. And mm -hmm. just like they're important. Yeah. The boundary thing. I mean, yeah. that's a great, I love that. I just had, um, I just had this metaphor. I thought really interesting. We have a guy that came to give us some plans for relandscaping our house. And he said, you need to have a very clear line of demarcation between mm -hmm. the part of the yard that you're mowing and tending and the part of the yard that you're kind of letting go. And I thought that's it. You need a clear line of demarcation between mm -hmm. what you're doing with work on the phone and when you're focusing on the kids. I like that. I like and that's, that. I mean, that applies to our entire existence. Yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. It's, totally. It's much so bigger than I that. Think, yeah. I think we can even go deeper and address like the apps that are on our phone. So I think we can even show by example, or maybe it's what we're what we're using on our phone that makes kids feel distracted. Mm. Um, you know, we have this rule, like I have a phone, my husband has a phone, our daughter has a phone, and we have our phones like at church on the pew. And I just have this rule about which apps you can, like the only app my daughter can open that I allow her to open in front of me at church is either a scripture app or like just a coloring app where she can just color with her mm -hmm. finger. And that's it. Like if she's on Instagram or something, then we, we shut that down. And I think that as parents, part of it for us too is, well, what apps are we using? Are we using Venmo or Google Docs or email to run our business? Or are we playing video games or reading endless articles that, you know, about a royal wedding or something like that? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So why is it, why are we so drawn to them? Why is this such a thing? Because it's our source of information, I feel. Okay. That's where I'm getting all my information. Well, yeah. that's also a source of connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, there are people that I'm connected to because of the internet and there are conversations I can have with clients and people I can meet with all over the country and throughout the world that I could never do without right. my phone. Right. Yeah. It's awesome that I can FaceTime my loved ones in Hong Kong, you know, and we get the time right and they're sleepy and we're awake. But I, I think that's marvelous. There's so many cool things and so many connected things that our phones and technology can do. I do. I did have a really powerful learning experience going through a, t a period of time when I had to be down and not really involved in my phone work or anything. Okay. So just bed rest, let's say, and I wasn't pregnant. I was sick recovering, but the reality of that taught me is I thought I needed to be connected so much more than I really, really did. Now I don't yeah. run a business like yeah. Paige or Michelle to where I can say that is my exact experience, but it really did teach me that, wow, I really was a little more dependent upon that connectivity because all of a sudden to not need it per se, to be able to say, I have a legitimate reason to just not need to be connected. And I was okay. Um, and so I really came back from that experience going, Oh, you know what? I'm going to do less, but I, I do use it to connect. I send happy thoughts to people. I send, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm you know, mm -hmm. I, I made a graphic in church on Sunday for an elder that had come home to just say, I love this quote you said, and I sent it to him. So I think there's different ways that I use it that I love saying, I'm so grateful I have this, this device, but I am more mindful because of having an experience where I really was forced to put it down and then evaluate and say, Oh, you know, I lived my life for 
40 years without a, a cell phone. Yeah, see, that's that's so, a question that I have. Yeah, I didn't so as need a mom, it. like, right. you know, uh, so but I I'm, need it today. <laughs> I'm one of the younger moms in this group, yes. and it's kind of been a part of motherhood for mm-hmm. me. So I like I and don't know if I know any different. Well, and even yeah. like, and our kids won't know any different. So we've got to learn this. Well, we, I even think last summer we went on, you know, a road trip, and our kids there was something for them to use, kind of after a few hours when everyone was like, "Are we there yet?" And mm-hmm. we weren't, and we weren't mm-hmm. even close. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to play a movie or two, and those things aren't in our car, but on a road trip they are. Right. Yeah. And my husband looked at me and he goes, "We drove twice as far." at a lot lower speed limit and none of these things existed. Like how did people eat? And we functioned just fine. Yeah. Like we had yeah. paper and pencil and we worked it out and we went for the 12 hours at 60 miles an hour because the speed limit wasn't 75 or 85 like it is now. And everybody lived and yet four hours in the car and it's like, and even for us, it was like, what, what would we do right now after 10 hours in this car? If we didn't have a movie to show, like that would be, it's really nice to have a movie to show. And so there's a big difference there when we start like you're saying, Nicole, to think through, you know, you've always known that. I, I didn't grow up with that technology no, at all. No, I'm not that old. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't grow up either. with all that technology. But as an adult, it's been there. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's interesting because my oldest, who's 22, and my youngest, who's getting ready to turn 13. So my 22-year-old didn't get a phone till she was 15. Mm-hmm. My 13-year-old, I had her a phone when she was in third grade, so I can get a hold of her. That was my whole mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. So big you know, big difference, difference. big difference. And the learning and and the teaching. And, um, and so my family's kind of done a complete, um, it's been a transformation to be a non-technology family to then convert to a completely technology family Mm -hmm. um, and to embrace things that we like and things we don't. The only thing that I can say right off the bat that I've seen our family do consistently is to get out in nature and get to where you don't have phone contact at all whether it's nature or the place we go to our little cabin we don't have wireless service we could but we choose not to there because we want no connectivity Mm -hmm. and I don't know that our kids will ever know what not being connected is like my friend just went to Costa Rica in the jungle guess what her family had wireless service at their little so well to learn that there is a whole world out there that doesn't have to even have the contact that is that to me is like wow I know that but will Zoe know that the same as Jacqueline knows that because it is something that's so important for us to run our lives we can't get away from it but that feeling that you won't exist without it I think is it's a total fallacy. That's you know, completely yeah. untrue. You will, yeah. you will bring, and yet we'd have to choose that, right? Yeah. And even thinking like those different places you mentioned, I think I want to say it was like 2013, maybe 14. The research showed that more people in the world have access to cell phones than toilets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Like that is insane. That's sad. Yeah. That is craziness. So yeah. so yeah. we know it's there. Right. Right. So I want to talk about a couple different ways that we can parent better with our phones and just get your thoughts and you know kind of how this works in your own life. And the first thing that I want to make sure we talk about is resistance. This is kind of a crazy one. Bear with me for a second. But resistance is this space where we don't do the thing we know we should. Yeah. Or we procrastinate doing the thing that we know we should. And the funny thing is, is that when we resist, we actually tend to go to our phones so that we can resist. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, for me, as as simple as it's this simple. It's I know I need to put a load of laundry in, but I don't want to. And so I can find something on my phone that helps me resist the fact that I know full well I need to get that laundry done. I'm going to look up how I'm going to decorate my laundry room. That's what I'm good at. And it it happens to us all the time. But the problem with resistance when it comes to technology 
is it puts us in this place, resistance does, where we start to make things that aren't emergencies, emergencies, so that we don't have to do what we really should, right? Mm -hmm. And so now I I have to check my email right now, or I, I just better make sure that this client didn't text me yet because they're trying to set something up for tomorrow or, and all of these things become emergencies when really the only emergency is the fact that I have three kids who are trying to go to bed and they need me to give them love and be with them and connect before they do. Yeah. Right. And so I'd love your thoughts on this idea of resistance. You know, Nicole, I think you kind of mentioned at the beginning, this escape, this moving away from the tasks that might be in front of us a little bit, Mm -hmm. but there every day are resistance points where we choose our phone over things we know full well, we should probably be engaged in. And usually that involves the people around us that we love more than anything. Mm -hmm. Do we feel that? Not so much. I feel it more from the people around me than from me. Than you do. And maybe that's just me being really clueless about my own habits. But I I feel it when my kids are connected or like Michelle, we're on a date and he's answering phone or whatever. Yeah, that bothers me. You can feel that from other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 What else? What do you think? Michelle, what do you think? Well, I think that for, this is a constant struggle for me. You know, like Paige was saying, my everything I do is on my phone. And the things that pop up, like people can get me for so many different ways now. Before, they mm-hmm. had to either send me a message on through the U.S. Postal Service or they could call me on the phone. Okay? <laughs> now they can text me. They can call me. They can poke me. They can Facebook message me. They can Tweet send Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, there's so many places where people are messaging me. I feel responsible to respond to all of those. But the trick is, is that when do you need to respond? Like, so I have been trying to get better and I have to change this from time to time. Like I try really hard to put my phone away and I plug it in while my kids are going to bed. Mm -hmm. But there are so many times where I'll forget or I have an event coming up or something is happening and I'm like, I've just got a few things I'm trying to take care of. And then I realize, okay, wait, this isn't helping. So, um, I think that for me finding times where there are cell phone free zones and trying to put them away for dinner and they don't come to the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids don't have phones, so really those rules are for me. So I'm <laughs> yeah. just kind of figuring out when and how I do those things so that I can feel like I'm a little bit more present. But um, but to answer your question, I think there are also some more times where I need to put them away for myself um, for the laundry or the gardening or the yeah. whatever it, there is yeah. because there are so many things that happen for me on my phone that my kids know me like the top of my head. Right? Mm-hmm. Not like the back of my hand. Tech neck, yeah. right? Yeah. Where we're mm-hmm. just like always overlooking mm-hmm. down. Yeah. They know this see. part of me more yeah. than yeah. anything else. Yeah. yeah, if you're in the garden, I say be in the garden. And if that means being in there 15 minutes versus an hour because you have your phone with you, that's where I'm starting to make those decisions, you know, a little being a little bit more intentional about it. If I really do have other things that I need to get done, then I'm going to be in that space. And I've created a space in my upstairs where that's my studio. That's my place. Now that my kids are growing, we don't have the playroom. That's what I've claimed. But that's an intentional choice that I am, I'm learning to do it. And it's hard because my phone has become an appendage. I When my daughter's on a date, guess what I'm doing? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to just check in. When did you check in with your mother on a date? Okay, I had to call her on a payphone to tell her I'd arrived at the movie theater a couple of times when I was first 16. But... That is how connected I feel mm-hmm. to so all the time, all the time. And there's, and we were on a date, Michelle, this is, you know, and Christian's like, who are you checking in on? I'm like, our kids. And he's like, Jody, Sydney is there. She's 19. Zoe 
is 13. Cody is going to be 17. I'm sure they're fine. I'm like, but what if they have boys over? Or what if, you know, he's like, and we're on a date, put the phone away or else we're going to go home. And I, and I didn't even realize, you know, it's been a long time since we've been on a date just for the things that we've been going through. Well, and 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 that's the message. I just need making the decision. Yeah. So what? They're your kids, but unless the house is on fire and they'll get a hold of us if it is, but it's so interesting how that compellingness tells me I'm needed when in fact I'm really not. So whether it's work, family, whatever, we have to just kind of come back and say, where am I really supposed to be? The garden or at work or, and that for me is what I'm trying to do. Well, and not resisting, right? Because that's not really resisting, resisting the love you're supposed to be giving your husband yeah. while you're on a date. Like it's just all the time, this right. place that we go. Nicole. So I resist bedtime. And I know I've said before that that's mm, one of the biggest things I that too. I do for self-care is to get to bed at a good time. And it's actually super important to me. But that is the thing that I found I use my phone to resist the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling yeah. and scrolling and then check one more thing and then check a third thing. And then. And you mean for you. Like yeah. me. You know yeah. full well. And yeah. Amen to that. Where we all know well. we should be in bed. Yeah. We all know yeah. we should wrap up the day. For and sure. all of a sudden we find ourselves but, in And it's home. probably habitual. Why? You don't want to go to sleep? Or you just love the idea no, of having I think your own time. I think it's just that resistance mm-hmm. or like maybe it's this habit that we've formed where we think we've got to get through all of Instagram before we can go to bed because we might miss something. Mm-hmm. Or you just want to check that thing mm-hmm. one more time or reset that alarm clock one more time or double check your email one more time. So maybe it's not so much like a, a self-medicating thing as it is we're dealing with some serious habits right yeah so let's pull off that go ahead Michelle well, and I also have like a fear of missing out okay so that's where I want to go next so let's that. go there so, like I I I do the same thing like I'll say okay I'm going to bed at 11 and then I'll just check one more thing and the next mm-hmm. thing I know it's been 35 minutes or 40 right. minutes right and then I'm like okay I really got to go to bed but I forgot to check x y and z right and part of it is it's so interesting because we live in a society and I do so much work with social media where people are bugged like well, I posted on Facebook that I did this. And so part of me is like, what if I miss something that's really big? I, like a friend who posted that she was pregnant and I didn't see it because it didn't come up in the algorithm. And three months go by and then I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you're pregnant. She's like, well, I posted it on Facebook. I, and so like, so, and you're like, I went so, to bed early that night. Okay, I'm, so yeah, I'm so sorry. I turned my phone off. I just did I know. The algorithms are psycho right now. They are. I also feel like that, but I also am worried that I'm going to miss something or miss something about my business or miss an opportunity. And so sometimes I, I get so caught up in seeing what's on my phone because I'm worried I'm going to miss it. So a hundred percent legit, right? Especially women, we deal with this fear of missing out every day if we're not really careful. Hmm. But the crazy thing is if we break this down to get like at the very fundamental level, the only thing we miss is our kids. Right. Are right. the relationships we want to be building? Are the health that we're right. trying to gain? Because the only thing we're actually missing out. Well, on I totally right. know that. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah. the thing I was thinking when you said the fear of missing out, my fear is that if I spend too much time on the phone, I'll miss out on life. It's exactly right. And so, how do we change that? Right? How do we get to a place where we're actually more afraid of missing out with the connection we could make with our kids when we put them to bed? Or the date we're on with our husband, we're more afraid of that mm-hmm. than we are afraid that we won't see who's pregnant or what algorithms changed or whatever else is happening. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I might be there in that spot. 
I think, like, I think I've thing. reached that where mm-hmm. I really truly am in it for the relationships mm-hmm. and I really try to put my phone down as much as possible. But in order to get to that spot, I had to be healthy with me. Mm-hmm. I had to be mm-hmm. happy with me. Mm-hmm. I had to be for sure fulfilled inside. I had to be confident with me and I wasn't seeking those external rewards mm-hmm. through my cell phone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at least right now as we're recording this, I'm in a good spot where Sometimes my kids will have to remind me, Mom, you're here to cuddle me. But most of the time, I'm pretty good at it. That you're in that space. But I haven't always been. And and I do. I think sometimes you have to cycle through and, and actually feel how distant you might have been. And you kind of recognize it and swing mm-hmm. back into it. Mm-hmm. And that that, you know, sometimes helps when you see what you're not comfortable with. Michelle, what were you going to say? Well, um, I think it was in January that I was in this Instagram, Facebook string where there were 10 of us and we committed to posting at the same time every morning and then we committed to liking and commenting on each other's things and it was just a really it was just a way for for 10 of us in business who are trying to fight the algorithm to have so like I'll like your like and comment on your post you like and comment on my post and it's interesting because at the end of that I felt so completely burnt out oh yeah Yeah. the thought of it is like you know yeah I know right (laughs) but what's funny is I've been doing this for a decade. Social media has been the top yeah. of my business for a yeah. decade. Yeah. And that was the first time I had ever really felt completely burnt out. And I looked at my Instagram as you started this conversation. I posted like eight times in four months because I like, I, it's the pressure of it just started to make me yeah, feel I know. like something else yeah. is happening. I yeah. got to that point too. But where that's I'm so like, good I quit. that recognition. But comes. don't you think that that's the, I think that's so. the part where you go, I recognize, ah, what do I do? Well, my phone is my drug, right? Mm-hmm. I can say that. And mm-hmm. I know that, that sometimes I will look to my phone to fill a need, whatever that need is. I've been reading more from real books or listening to books. And that is helping me a lot, like separate from whatever this is. Here's the thing. Yeah. My phone is still great. And I still love my phone and I still have Instagram and I still have connecting with people that way. I am just trying to find, um, somebody said that we have to teach our kids to get dopamine from something besides a phone, yeah. right? Yes. So we got to get them outside. Yes. We got to get them, um, reading books. We've got to mm-hmm. get them engaging in activities with real humans. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, I need that too. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. need all of that yeah. too. And so I've yeah. been trying to do more phone conversations and meeting friends for things and trying to do more things that are, that are better for me than just the phone. But that, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the phone. It's just an awareness of wherever you are, what do you need to do to make well, a change? And why we use it and why do we and go why to we it, it and what mm-hmm. we're not doing that we know we should because of it. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's an awareness. Yeah. But at the same time, like I couldn't parent without it. I couldn't manage all the carpools. I couldn't manage all the schedules. I, sure. like, right. I, sure. you I could, it would be different because okay. I guarantee you I yes. managed without right. a cell phone. You're right. But, but like, I like the cell phone. The Amazon it makes app. It easier. Yeah. Amazon app. It oh, makes it easier. It's it the gets best. used all the time yeah. because I need something and I can have it at my house before I have a chance to go to the store. Well, and see, yeah. the thing is, that's a whole nother, I mean, it's a whole nother show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good Yeah. Convenience. Because it's been done for like bazillions of years without an Amazon app. Yeah. Right. Or like how do you or, know how to do something without YouTube? Like, but well, it, but, but we it did. doesn't mean we're doing it wrong. It's no. exactly right. That's, 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 that's the powerful culture. part of this. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's a right or wrong. It's just yeah. recognizing, are we building the relationships that mean the most? Mm-hmm. Are we putting the most energy and effort into those mm-hmm. things and recognizing that, that sometimes we're not. And although we need them, if, 
if they become a substitute for that or yeah. a distraction from that. Well, and I think that it's our job as mothers to set the example, too, of mm-hmm. how we use this technology. I agree. Because the technology is not going away. In fact, the, our kids are going to have way, way more. more than we do. So we have to set an example of how are we engaged in technology and how do we love you and how do you feel loved and with all of this Wi-Fi spinning around you. And I also don't think that for anyone listening to the show, if they don't feel like there's a problem, that they shouldn't necessarily feel like there's a problem. Yeah. No, 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 or not make yeah. anything up yeah. that's yeah. not there. But it's yeah. just for each of us individually. I love the question that you asked was, in what ways have you has your phone come in the way of your relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, that question can that's be great. valuable. If if you feel like you have good limits, great. You don't need to do extra things. But if you do feel like it's it it is, then you need to say you know set some boundaries or time. But um, it's still great, and I still love and utilize the best tool that I have. I just can't utilize it at the cost of the things yeah, that sure. matter most. It's exactly yeah. right. It is go. a tool, and I love that word. It's a tool for me to achieve my parenting, plan my menus, even create a better marriage because I will download information on how to do that. But it is nothing nothing near when I go out into the front yard because that's where our volleyball thing is, you know, and play with the kids or, you know, it just isn't walk the dog. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't give you that experience. And I think that's what, when you're in the gaming rooms and all those things where people really have no idea because they're so out of touch, they miss out on, we're not there, but some of our world is. And for girls that are dating guys who really love to game, that is a scary place for me to go because they don't know what we're talking about. So thank you for, I I like this Heather. And I think those relationships. Yeah. And I think it's important, Michelle, like you said, there's not an implication that there's a problem, right? Yeah. But it is always worth, given that it is everywhere, to take a look at so that we kind of know and decide how it works best for us, right? I appreciate you guys' comments. I love this topic naturally because I love relationships. So I see so much of this in the way right now of marriages where people get divorced over a video game, where marriages wow. are falling apart, where families don't get along because they don't know how to communicate with one another. So to take a hard and fast look just helps our relationships be stronger. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, we hope that you'll give yourselves and your relationships and your families and parenting with your cell phones a little Mm -hmm. living room. Thanks for coming to the living room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.